Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling into another episode of the Candace Owens Show. It goes back to the feminist argument, at least the modern-day feminist, at least the modern-day feminist argument of saying, well, women should be able to do all the things that a man can. And so what they try to do is they try to erase any physical, biological differences between men and women. Of course, we see that in this whole gender fluidity movement, that what does it really mean to be a man and a woman? Well, abortion really plays a part in that. Right. Um, because if a man can physically walk away from a pregnancy, then a feminist would say, well, a woman should be able to physically walk away from a pregnancy too. So rather than rejoicing in the privilege and uh, to use a leftist word, the true privilege of being able to carry a child, no matter how hard the circumstance is, because I understand circumstances are really hard for women sometimes, but instead of rejoicing in that privilege and that uniqueness of femininity, that uniqueness of being a woman, they want to take it away so they can say, eh, there's really no difference between men and women, and they think that's going to usher in this uh, egalitarian utopia where men and women don't have any differences between them and equality will be achieved. It's not going to happen. Do you consider yourself a feminist? No, I don't. Interesting. I don't. Very, very interesting. There's a lot of people that want to, and I know you said that you're not either. There's a lot of people who want to reclaim feminism. I don't really see. Like, let it burn. Yeah, right? just where, where let we're it at die. right now, like let it burn. I don't. Yeah. I don't really see what we're fighting for anymore. Like I get it. Like the movement had to be started because we actually did not have equality with men. We have equality with men in most circumstances. We have more than equality with men. It's, right. it's like plus. We got. We have all of these privileges on top of it. And when I think of feminism today, I think of the Lena Dunham types. Like Lena Dunham out there. She's obviously miserable, right? And <laughs> she's not shaving her armpits, and she's and she's and she's um, going out there and saying that this is freedom. It actually what they identify. What they what they determine to be freedom to me looks like misery, right? right? We don't need men. We don't want men. Actually, you do need men. Like actually, yeah. we cannot physically. pretend physically like biology exists. Like this is not a good platform to have abolish men. Like we don't want yeah. any more men. And the, the the movement has become so radicalized. And the only way for people to actually pull it back is to just let it burn. I'm not a feminist. I, I don't need to be a feminist. There's nothing that they're fighting for that I agree with anymore. Yeah. It seems overprivileged. It seems bratty. You have time to put on a pussy hat and go march and scream during the weekday you probably have you probably have achieved equality right and i just want to tell lena dunham like you not shaving your armpits is not doing anything for me (laughs) so if i'm just gonna tell you woman a woman i feel totally fought for already like you can go ahead and shave your armpits girl it's not it's not accomplishing that much for me since still now about 20 percent of people meet their life partner in the workplace what's the deal with asking somebody out for coffee or a drink. And as far as I can work it out, and I I quote some people I've spoken to in the book about this, but as far as I can work out, the deal is currently this. You can't do it and shouldn't do it because you could bring down your whole career unless you deploy it once with 100% accuracy that the person you're trying it on is to be your life mate. That's about, that's about right. That's like, that's, that's a really, that's, that's a big risk for that coffee or drink request. Yeah. And unsustainable, totally unsustainable. I, I make the joke and it's, and, and I'm only half joking when I say if, 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 you know, being gay could be a choice. If I was a man, I'd choose to be gay because <laughs> you're always, you're always treading in, in, in really yeah. scary territory with this yes. rise of radical feminism. Right. And, and here's the, the other side of it, which no one is really discussing is that these radical feminists who make this a problem, right? Who everything, mm. it's now me too. You look at me, yeah. you find me attractive. I've been me too'd, right? right? You, you're mm. me too'd. Um, if you, if you've said a joke that was, you know, maybe a, a, a sexual 
sexual nod right. or something said that I looked good today, right? right. Or sexy today. Uh, you're now me too. The other side of that, though, is that what you're doing is you're turning men sort of into this uh, tail in between, tail in yes. between the legs they're, dogs. They're trying to emasculate men. Emasculate men. But right. the biological underpinning of this is very interesting is the feminists don't want that. Oh, no, no, no. They don't Absolutely. want that. Absolutely. They're making men they don't want. They don't want. Right. Sure. And a stunning piece, and you have to read it. Promise me you'll read it. Sure. Is Lena Dunham. Oh, yeah. She wrote yes, a piece yeah. in the New York Times. A great fan About of how Dunham. she just like. She could, oh my God, she's totally nuts. You can actually see, she's mm. now coping with the fact, and she actually says mm. in the article, has Me Too gone too far? Right. This guy won't make a move on me. Right, right. And I'm like, you're the Who author of Radical, yeah, yeah, you're the author of Radical Feminism. Right. This is yeah. what, you made your bed laying yeah, it. Men, oh no, no men hit on me. No yeah. men come up to me. Who well, what dare? do you think? Who would dare come up yeah. to you and say anything? Yeah. No, no, I, and it's it, not because of the way she looks. She is disgusting, in my opinion. I think she's gross. But aside from that, even if a guy would tread that territory, He's read her pieces. You've got to be crazy to go up to her and say, would you like to go out on a date? Yeah, no, it's, it's like going up to a nuclear device. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly There's right. a mushroom cloud right. <laughs> every which way you go. I was listening to the scam of feminism today, which say, go out and be like men. Be the most productive that you can be. You should want to work for the next 50 years and provide for your family. You can do it without a man. Adopt a child. You shouldn't want to pursue marriage. Marriage is bondage. Um, and that's pretty much the scam of and the, and the myth of feminism, right? But at their core, I think all of these women are running around thinking that they just want men to see them. But men don't want these radicalized women that are saying, if we have children, I'm going to let them pick their gender, right? I mean, that's like... Having little baby. Is the new term. <laughs> it's not he or she, it's babies. Yeah. And there, I mean, we now have the social scientific data. Since second wave feminism, since the 1970s, women have become less happy, not just relative to men, which is also true, but in absolute terms. And the left is shocked by this. They say, no, but now women have all of these new ideologies. Right. And it's making them miserable. Maybe something's wrong with that ideology of feminism. I got a, uh, I got a call. I do a male-female hour on my radio show every week, and I have for about 15 to 20 years. So a woman called me. She said, uh, she, I'm 50 years old. I have th three degrees. I'm very successful entrepreneur, CEO. And I want you to know, Dennis, that... Um, I deeply regret that I followed the feminist advice at college because when I come home after a successful day at work to an empty home, no husband, no children, no family, it's not good. She was not self-pitying. I actually had her call. I, I've written a thousand columns. They're all on the internet, a thousand. And I, I never did this before or after. I transcribed her call, and that was my column that week. Wow. All I said was, here is what a woman said to me on my radio show. I really do believe that modern feminism encourages male absence. It encourages it because it's become toxic. Um, they use terms like toxic masculinity, right? And I say to myself... All of their examples of the idea of what it means to be a man now is toxic. They think, oh, this is a man. Masculinity is wrong. There's something inherently wrong with being a masculine man. And to me, I always say that it was toxic masculinity that saved me. You know, I had a healthy fear of my grandfather. Nobody played around with my grandfather. They, we still don't play around with my grandfather, you know. And, and it's just there's a certain level of respect when you're in his home. There are rules. And and because I had that healthy fear, I, I was, I guess, more responsive to that sort of authority when I had to go out in real life, you know. You know, I believed in structure. And yet this version of feminism today, we have 
women that are basically promoting men should act like women, right? And women should act like men. There's all this confusion. You can pick your gender. You can do what you want. And ultimately, what I think it's doing is feeding into this idea of a breakdown of the family. Yeah, you know, feminism as a branch of liberalism, you know, has had a very uh, devastating impact on the black community more than anything else, I believe. Uh, And that's not just an opinion. If you look back, and, and we don't have time to get into a lot of it today, but I can support it. If someone were to come up and demand, where'd you get that from? I could show them the research. Um, and it didn't just like discourage a man being around. It kicked a man out of the house. That's right. In other words, you know, you're not needed here. Who became the male uh, role model, the male figure in the home? Uncle Sam. All right. right. The government. I'm pro-man. I just happen to know that many of them will take what they can get, right? Right. <laughs> and, and there are women who will take what they can get in a different way. And so um, you have to hold the line, even if you're the last human being on earth who subscribes to this idea, who gives a flying monkey's behind about your own integrity being exclusive, not available to anyone who wants to click on your profile. You are exclusive. You are special. You are to be preserved. You're not to be given away. You're not a commodity. You're not, you're not a, something to be thrown in a trash can, right. a magazine. You know, you are a human being. And so I, I swear, I think it all comes back to teaching women to love themselves. I really think it's there. And, um, and having, um, hopefully, a mother to teach you that and a father to teach you that is important. I think the, the breakup of the family and the fatherless families impact men and women differently. Mm-hmm. And for women, they can be far more susceptible to a society that says, please give us you for free. And the problem is, is exactly what you said. Girls aren't being told how wonderful it is to be a girl. And right. all those wonderful things that you just mentioned that they have to look forward to are not held up in society anymore. No. As, as a positive and wonderful future, being married, having children, those are some of the most fulfilling experiences in life. Right. And actually what's taken a hold in, in culture and society is this toxic form of feminism, which has emerged, which I do my best to speak to women about and let them know that that is a scam. You fall for that, that is a scam. If you believe that rejecting men uh, rejecting order, not wanting to shower, you know, growing your armpits hair out is somehow freeing, right? If you believe that uh, making yourself sexually available to anyone and everyone and, and being promiscuous is going to somehow make you freer, you are going to be shocked when you wake up one day and realize that you have nothing that has actually fulfilled you because you've rejected it. You've rejected order and you have signed up for chaos uh, because we have, again, a culture, a society, and a media that perpetuates the idea that somehow conservative values are bondage and liberal values or freedom when it is in fact the opposite. Totally agree with you. I mean, you know, think back to your grandmother or I think back to my grandmothers and I think back to, you know, the idea that these women were less strong than women today is a joke. They were so strong. No men couldn't get away with anything with either of my grandmothers. And it wasn't because they were feminists. It's because they they had integrity and they knew right from wrong and you couldn't push them around. And today you have these Me Too women who say, you know, these young women who are following, you call themselves feminists. They wear the, you know, fuchsia hats and they say, oh, I couldn't stand up to so-and-so because he he had a job that was superior to mine. And I just think, wow, my grandmothers would have never fallen for that. Why are young women today being pushed around? 
There is an actress. I don't even know what she's in, so I don't know why I'm calling her an actress. I literally only know her by her boobs, okay? Because every time she's upset about something, she gets naked. This is her, her name is Emma Rotajajowski. I know I butchered that name, okay? Very, uh, her body, great body, right? So the way that she gets attention is every time she gets upset, she takes her bra off on Instagram and she has her boobs. She goes marching naked. She just wears her jeans. She says, ah, you know, like, F you guys, F men. So she, like, naked picture, F you Harvey Weinstein. How is this getting, sticking it to the man? So I say this, my husband talked about this. He's like, yeah, all right, I guess Emma's mad again. We have to, men have to look at her boobs. Uh, I guess uh, Emma's really upset again. We're, we're forced to look at her boobs because darn the patriarchy. Men are winning. They're getting the best deal ever. So women have now decided that promiscuity is a sign of freedom. So women are saying, we'll give it to you for free, right? We will have sex with whoever we want. We will take our clothes off whenever we want. How? Please explain to me how men are losing in this. Oh, that's very funny. You should say that because I I was at college at the at the cusp of feminism, and I, I've I've never said this publicly. And I I, I but I you loved feminism, I, didn't you? I loved what you loved it every second of well, them throwing the their point. bras. No, that is the point. <laughs> I remember saying to a friend because I'm a I'm a I'm a good guy. But I'm also a guy. I'm also a guy. And I, and I remember saying to a friend, I can't believe it. For 10,000 years, men have wanted women to think that they want sex like we do. And it finally happened. And here I am, 20 years old. God you are a good God. I remember going through this routine <laughs> with my friends. He's like, I couldn't uh, believe it. Okay, the girls are because walking down would, the street naked again. <laughs> or, or, or just oh, no commitment is completely unnecessary. Oh, really? You got to be kidding. Tell me this is not how. No. Men so what has happened? Win. So here is the. Of course, it's how men think. But but here is the amazing thing. So they. So the, the women bought the feminist lie, not the feminist line, the feminist lie, you're just like men, but they get depressed when they act like men of course. sexually. I'm like, I, so now the depression, they're in far greater states of depression. They're far lonelier than men. And they, uh, uh, they, and that's why you have all the rules now. Oh, well, I, I didn't really say, okay, well, what does that mean? You didn't say okay. Uh, it, so that what they're saying is, I am not to blame for the consensual sex we had, which has made me depressed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He is to blame for the consensual sex I had that made me depressed. What do you think about the over-sexualized culture? So if you were on, I were on a twin Tinder date, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I've slept with like 25 guys. I'm, you know, I'm free. <laughs> yeah, I always use protection, though. You know, it's come on, it's 2019, Michael. It's 2019. <laughs> well, Candace, I have to ask: Are you asking me at 20 or at 29? Are you asking me? In my, because it's very alluring to a lot of men. I mean, right. I, I'm sort of joking about how men convince women to be feminist and give them free sex, but. <laughs> For if you're an 18 to, I don't know, if you're a guy in college, for instance, how do you say no to that? Especially in this culture, which tells you have sex young, have sex a lot. That's all you got to do. Sex, sex, sex. But would you marry her? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Nobody, I mean, nobody would, I think women are the same way. No woman looks at a man who's just sleeping around with, you know, a different woman every night and says, ah, yes, that's the man I want to raise my children. Right. Oh, what a great role model he'll be. He feels be. irresponsible. Of course. Like you can't, you're not going to be able to take care of the home because you can't take care of yourself. And the, the uh, 
obsession with sex is not accidental. The obsession, I mean, sex is, it's the earliest profession, or the two earliest professions are prostitution and politics, and they're very similar. It's, it's <laughs> essential to our nature. Sex is, is fundamental to who we are. It can also become an addiction. You know, when, when Tiger Woods got into trouble a few years ago because it turns out that the greatest athlete in the world was sleeping with beautiful women, we all <laughs> joked about it. So, oh, yes, he must have a horrible addiction. It's called being really rich and good-looking and athletic. <laughs> he goes home with a lot of women. But sex really can become an addiction. And in this culture, we're actually finding out millennials and Gen Z are having a lot less sex than Gen X and the baby boomers. You think we're having more sex? No. Everyone is just hooked on porn. Wow. Everybody, and it is a culture that is literally masturbatory, that is, that becomes an addiction. I mean, you, you now see this all throughout the country and throughout the world. This is happening in Japan and other places. Like any other drug, people are becoming hooked on sex and hooked on porn. And what an addiction does is it causes you to stop thinking. It enslaves you. It, right. it, it makes you prone to certain behavior. And when you're not thinking... That's when the people who want to grab power can come in and force it on you. Our culture in America has shifted to one that is all about sex. And, and this is largely due to feminism, right? This whole idea of like, again, once exact same time frame he's talking about where they wanted to undo everything. Well, you know what? In that time frame throughout the 50s, um, you know, women were, were wearing poodle, scoot, poodle skirts, pardon. Um, and they were always dressed from head to toe. Same for the men. They were wearing suits all the time. Well, the part of throwing out what American culture was was also saying this is sexual oppression. And, and this was really kind of brought this whole idea of sexual oppression and your inner libido was brought to us by by Freud, right? Yeah. And and people started perpetuating this idea that uh you know if you can release your sexual your inner uh, sexual libido and all of these things, you'll be less of a bigot. Honestly, this is the kind of stuff that they were writing, right? It's because you're you're sexually oppressed. That's what makes you a racist. That's what makes you this. And we sort of gave birth to this this culture of well, let's take it all off, right? This is us being free. This is us being sexually free. And now I look around and I'm like, you can you can watch porn without ever logging on to a porn website. You can watch right. porn. By going to Instagram, yeah, right. I no mean, question. girls barely just what's legal. I mean, hashtag free the nipple. Women oh, upset yeah. that they can't put their they they can't show their breasts um, on Instagram. Yet men can be at the you know can show um, themselves without a shirt on. It's like this is very different, right? You know, seeing a man without a shirt on is not the same effect as seeing a woman that that, that has her boobs out. Yeah. and they're pretending they don't understand that, and they're calling that you know a, an injustice, a social injustice. So I think that the most women listening would hear us as moralizing or preaching or or judging or something. Thing, but here's the way that you get through, I think, to them. It's to say, this is really about love. Everyone wants to be loved. Everyone longs for a relationship, like historically a marriage, and hopefully still, where you have commitment, you can rely on it, you know it's there, it's based on something real, not something superficial that, that ages out, and it doesn't really matter in the long run. Um, when you cheapen a woman or women, you, you look around. I mean, the proof is in the marriage and divorce rate. Mm. In my grandmother's generation, they didn't have all this smut. You look around, I can think of so many women in her generation, her friends, our neighbors, who had their husbands right there with them every step of the way till the day they died. Mm. How many of us are going to have that, this generation? Men need women and women need men. But you see, no man denies we need a woman. That's the irony. We, it is not unmasculine of me to acknowledge, I need a good woman, mm. but a woman needs a good man just as badly. It's so true. 
It's so true. And it, it's sad because the symbi- symbiotic nature of me just getting married, for people to know, and now that I'm married, I'm just like, guys, oh my gosh, it was all a lie. When I say it was all that's a right. lie, well, it that's means what I, I was said. raised it was all a lie. to believe. If you, the classes I took, I mean, you're raised to believe you do not need a man. And not only that's do you not right. need a man, it is a token of how strong and how good you are that, if you do it without yes, a man. it's an achievement. That's it's right. all a lie. And, and, and you can have a child and the child doesn't need a father. No, it doesn't oh, because you can so, do it by yourself. So passive. Right. Yeah. And, and, and the loneliest people are, uh, by the way, according to polls, this is not a Republican or a conservative uh, 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 viewpoint. Uh, the loneliest people, according to uh, the academic studies, are single parents. I do not doubt that at all. And this is what I always say. I had a young black woman come up to me on campus. I spoke at Trinity College, uh, I think in January. Um, and she came up to me and, 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 she, and she was doing her, her little routine about what we are saying that women can't do without men. I said, no, 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 no. I've never said a woman can't do without a man. There have been tons of women who have lost their, their husbands in horrible, tragic, right. Kobe Bryant, you right. know, gone. Right. Do I think Vanessa just can't do it now? Right. I think she can do it. Right. But you know what? I know that it would have been easier and better if she had a partner for, that was beside her side. And that is what the way that she would have preferred it, right? We should not be setting our preferences right. to doing it without men. If we have to, right? Of when course, we have to send the boys issue. to war, it's yes. a totally like, that's but that right. should not be, you shouldn't be encouraging right. women to want that, to pursue that, because you know what's on the other side of that. You know it's misery. You know it's unhappiness. Let them know the joy of marriage. But you're absolutely right. What they're trying to do is denigrate what it actually means to be a woman because it actually says a lot about what they think about womanhood and what they think about femininity, that it is inferior to men, so we need to be more like men in order to be really equal. Well, I believe that women are unique. I believe that there are things that women can do that men can't do. I mean, beyond just carrying a child, giving birth and all of that, but there are things that women are better at than men. There are ways that we can lead that are better than how men can lead and vice versa. It's a very complementarian relationship that we should have between the genders, of course, acknowledging equal worth of both genders. Um, But they're not willing to do that. They want to say, well, I can do all the same things that a man can. I want to be drafted like a man. And they never want that. Yeah. They always stop right there. Well, AOC, (laughs) AOC the other day, she she said, you know, I believe that all uh, genders should be drafted. And so they think that they want all of that. They they think they want all of that. I get to go around the world and share my ideas. And I'm running two businesses by myself. What do you think is the thing that gives me the greatest pleasure in life? What has given you the greatest pleasure as of this moment? It, it, yeah, in this moment and also like in a day. What is the, what is the highlight of my day? Well, uh, maybe your marriage. Yeah, my marriage. Yeah. The highlight of my day well, is yes. when I get to cook dinner for my husband. All right. right. I totally get it. And I would. Uh, my wife would answer the same thing, although she doesn't cook dinner for me because I prefer to eat out. Right. I'm a very strange I, husband. I love I love. I, love I know, but she, dinner. yes. Yeah, no, no. And, I, and, and putting food on the table, sitting down, yes. talking to my husband, feeding our friends. Those are the things that give me the right. greatest. I have met the, I have had lunch with the president of the United States. And I am telling you, Correct. the thing that gives I, me the greatest pleasure right. is feeding my husband. Right. Making him a sandwich. Okay. What was this all about? What was this whole sport of we need to compete like men, be like men, act like men, dress like men, talk like men, get naked, have sex with men, give them everything they want for whose happiness? Right. Whose happiness? 
Thank you guys for watching the latest episode of The Candace Owens Show. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. As many of you guys already know, PragerU is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. I would really appreciate your support.